That's right, y'all. Got the mashup crew here for you again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Oh, episode. 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 Episode of Pop Law, y'all. I'm Desiree. And I'm Tyrone. And when we are not your attorneys. Not your attorneys. Don't forget it. <laughs> but we do have some rousing, interesting pop culture and media legal happenings for you. So let's get on into it. First up to bat, you heard that lovely mashup from Desiree and I, (laughs) because uh, we have Ed Sheeran. This is strange to me because I don't really hear much about Ed Sheeran out of he has a number one single and ever he drops a song, but he has a little drama attached to his name recently. So Mm -hmm. Ed Sheeran actually at the Grammys, he performed for the first time and everyone heard his new single called Shape of You. you. It's like a Caribbean tinged. It's very sparse on the on the uh, instrumentation and it's (laughs) you know he just a song for Rihanna, Nikki, somebody. (laughs) Really sounds like it should have been performed by someone else but it's his and it'll probably do really well and it is doing well. It is doing well right? Because it spent uh, several weeks at the number Number one one spot on the Billboard Billboard chart. Um but as it's been on the charts and it's been getting its play and everyone's been enjoying it or not enjoying it, <laughs> people have been hearing some similarities to um, a little song from the early 2000s called No Scrubs by TLC. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what they were talking about at first because I was like, <laughs> where, how, where, bish? Tell me where. <laughs> Until I started to read up a little bit more and I saw that there was some credence to this because as of Friday, March 17th, two of the writers, well, I think actually all of the writers from the song um, No Scrubs were credited on this song, Shape, Shape of, of You, yes. as writers. And Candy Burris from Escape and Real Housewives of Atlanta fame and Tamika Tiny Harris, also from Escape, and known as T.I.'s soon-to-be ex-wife. We don't know. They go back and forth every week. Oh, Doesn't even don't. matter, but yeah. that's sort of her fame. But they were both writers on the... Credited as writers. As uh, on No Scrubs, which I believe won a Grammy or two. And there's a portion of the song that sort of sounds similar to Shape of You, so instead of a potential court battle, uh, Ed Sheeran and company, and their <laughs> people are just like, you know what? Well, maybe we sort of hear it too. And they're just mm-hmm. were like, let's skip straight past the lawsuit and just go, go ahead, ahead and give um, Candy and Tiny their fair due. So they added them as writers on ASCAP and they will from here on out receive royalties. Which is 
I mean, great for them because yeah, Sharon's just selling, right? <laughs> I'm sure neither of them has had a number one single. At its finest, go in ahead, boy. Some time, not no. It's no shade to either of them because they both have had like pretty successful careers to varying degrees, but neither of them is having number one singles on the Billboard chart anymore. And again, no shade to either of them, but. This is a big win for them because, yeah. as we know, Ed Sheeran is sort of just adored by popular culture right now. And I'm sure this song will be nominated for several Grammys for 2018. But this case, well, lack of, there's no case because they just credited, credited them. them yes. But the, I guess the structure of how they handle this sets the framework of what we want to talk about today. And that is just copyright law independently outside of uh, this particular situation. So copyright provides two separate protections for your musical work. The first one is sound recordings, which are works that result from the fixation of a series of musical spoken or other sounds and musical compositions, which include the music, which is judicially described as the rhythm, harmony, and melody of a musical work. Taken together, this implies that musical compositions and sound recording copyrights protect different aspects of a musical work, with the sound recording copyrights providing protection for the actual sounds on recordings and musical compositions protecting everything else. Courts determine if the songs are similar by one, determining if you have access to the work, and two, deciding whether the songs are substantially similar. Substantial similarity exists where the accused's work is so similar to another's work that an ordinary, reasonable person would conclude that the secondary work unlawfully appropriated the creator's protectable expression. And finally, courts evaluate whether the new work has the same sound and feel as the original work. Let's have you guys decide for us um, on this Ed Sheeran and No Scrub. So here is the Ed Sheeran Shape of You clip. Man on the jukebox and then we start to dance and now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Your love was handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me, say boy. Now compare it with the No Scrubs clip. Okay, so my opinion, you didn't ask for it, but you about to get it, <laughs> is I can see where they're coming from. But personally, I think it would have been a, a little bit of a reach to get there. And like Desiree said, the standard's usually pretty low. It's just your average everyday person, yes, the average so listener. Under the substantial similarity test, um, you basically have to be an ordinary reasonable person to do you feel like this sounds the same as something else and if it does then the first step will be to identify which aspects of the artist's work is protectable by copyright and then the second involves determining whether the allegedly infringing work is substantially similar so listen to the song when you bopping <laughs> do you think it sound like the other one and and again it's sort of like there's no there's no actual law wow. for sound and feel 
But we do want to talk about a couple of other recent copyright cases and claims that could potentially be made. Another one that we think could potentially be of issue and has been brought up in the public and media recently is Katy Katy Perry's Slave Slave to to the the Rhythm. rhythm. Actually, another one that was performed live for the first time at the Grammys. Um, And I think she had just... The Grammys was just cheating and stealing from everybody, huh? (laughs) Listen, those ratings. Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) They know what will get those ratings. And they said, we got Katy Perry. She ain't put out music in two, three years. Ed Sheeran, he's still living, eating off of an album from two years ago. So they said, we know you're hungry. But um, Katy Perry, Slave to the Rhythm. That one, it's a- another Caribbean bop, if you will. Lord Jesus. <laughs> uh, we have some Does more. Does she have braids in the video? Did, oh, listen, I haven't even seen the video. All I remember is the live <sighs> performance. Goodness. Which actually was cute for her. Like you, you I know, didn't watch that part. Rihanna was giving her her tens. She was like, um, she was mouthing. Well, you, she wasn't mouthing. She said it out loud. Oh yeah, they are still friends, right? She mouthed, "Yes, bitch," or at the end of her performance. She's uh. like, "Yes, bitch," because she came through. And she, one of the Marleys, like great grandson, he's on the song as well. And then they had like, it wasn't a quite Black Lives Matter moment, but it was definitely like a, a Trump resistance moment. So Whoa. everyone was like, okay. Oh, I was about to say something, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. So, Katy Perry slave to the rhythm versus Stevie Wonder, Love, Light, and Flight. So, it kind of sounds a little bit similar on certain parts of the song, and we'll let you guys be the judge. So, here's the clip for Slave to the Rhythm. Here's the clip for Stevie Wonder's Love, Light, and Flight. So what do you guys think? Um, I personally can see it a little bit. It's not so profound as other songs, but... I can see where she kind of got her inspiration on top of all the other inspiration in this song. So yeah, this I think this one would definitely hinge on sound and feel because the, the listeners may not know, but I do have a music degree, and so that sort of doesn't help because I'm not the average listener exactly. per se. But I do hear what they could be um, interpreting as the similarities in the two songs. I think it's the same pattern occurring multiple times in a row and then there's like a two or three note arrangement that is the same and that they move up and down at the same rates and similar rhythm so i could see it i think this is one that would have to be argued very heavily and we ask for you guys opinion particularly on some of these because it is not necessarily scientifically proven but there is a breadth of examples to show that Typically, when infringement cases go to a jury, juries come out 50-50. And so it's not the most helpful um, sometimes. But 
we need our own sample audience to help us determine if that's how it actually is. It's like, do you hear this infringement like we do? Or we don't hear it? Or other people? Mm-hmm. So that's make sure you are commenting on SoundCloud, um, on Facebook, if you see it posted there. On Twitter, Instagram. Let, let us, us know. know what you think. Are these songs infringing? Another recent example also is Uptown Funk, which... That song was ubiquitous. It was literally everywhere. It's performed by Bruno Mars and then Oops Upside Your Head performed by the Gap Band. And Bruno Mars ended up uh, adding five members from the Gap Band as writers on the song. So they will receive back royalties as well and ask Gap credits for the writing because not only does the song sound the same, has the same sound and feel, but some of the lyrics are pretty much the same on that one. So here's the clip of Uptown Funk. Let me tell y'all a little something. Uptown Funk you up. Uptown Funk you up. Uptown Funk you up. Uptown Funk you up. I said Uptown Funk you up. Uptown Funk you up. And here's the clip of the Gap Band. Oops, upside your head. Upside your head. Now on all you gappers and you finger snappers, you toe tappers. Now, me, <laughs> I 100% hear this like it is uptown, funky, set oops upside your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just do one straight into the other for me. And like, even without the lyrics, when you just hear the melody, if you know old school and you hear that song, I thought it was Oops Upside Your Head when I first heard it. Then I'm like, oh, that's Bruno Mars. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uptown Funk is not one of my favorite songs, maybe because it got played all the time and it was so annoying. But And I think I hated the video also. Sometimes videos ruin the song, but that's another story. Uh, the next song is Stay With Me, performed by Sam Smith. Now, this one, you may not have liked it, but it was just everywhere for a while. Everywhere. This is pre-Sam Smith disappearing. (laughs) Maybe that's why he disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) But this is actually an example of another song where I knew the potential reference song that was Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. We are going to let you hear the clip for Stay With Me. Oh, won't you stay with me? And now here's the clip for Won't Back Down. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. So what do you guys think? I hear it. Sam Smith pay up. I believe he already settled this, actually, and he um, added Tom Petty as a writer as well. So I'm just over this entire song and case. Let's move on to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) The next song is the infamous Blurred Lines, performed by Robin Thicke and Pharrell against Gotta Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. This was big in the media. It was big in our law school courses. Like, it it was everywhere. And this one was actually pretty important because 
this is what we were referring to the sound and filth mm-hmm. and there was a federal court and it was a very long case and it was it was initially filed in uh 2013 it went on, I think, for a year or two. And I will say that the, you can sort of uh, glean the intentions from the writers of Blurred Lines because they brought a, a declaratory case. They asked for a, a declaratory judgment, meaning that they wanted the judge to determine if they will win or not before they even filed the case or went to trial. But it was not brought by the state of Marvin Gaye. It was what brought I mean. by Robin Thicke. <laughs> it was brought by and the writers real. of Blurred Lines. Because they knew. that That's a sign of guilt to me. Like, you know. I wouldn't say it's a sign of guilt, but I can say. In your opinion, it was a sign of to guilt me, to me. To me, it was a sign that they listened to the songs and they were just like, you know what? There is something here that people could misinterpret as being copyright. Because who's going to go and ask for a declaratory judgment if they don't think that they are right? Well, you know you wrong. I mean, Robin, he said he was heavily inspired by Marvin Gaye. He doesn't know if he copied the song because he was high on drugs. (laughs) That's neither here or there. I just remember my parents when the song came on. They was like, oh, they're playing Marvin Gaye on the radio. And then as the song goes on, they're like, what is this? I'm like, oh, this is Blurred Lines, uh, Robin Dick. They was like, nah, my dad's shaking that change in his pocket. <laughs> nah, 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 that's, that's Marvin Gaye over there. But it, it was heavily debated. As you see, we still don't agree, but... Um, yeah, this is really one of It sounds the same to me. It has the same sound and feel. It has, okay, and this is... I can 100% get on board with saying that it gives you the sound and feel of Marvin Gaye. But that is not protected under current copyright law, which is why it's sort of a big deal that this case was decided the way it was because it sort of hinged on that. There was definitive evidence to sort of um, dispel the proof that the bass line was the same, the vocals were the same. They sort of picked it apart piece by piece. But the way in which all of the, the elements were used together reminded people of Marvin Gaye. So remember, there's two parts to copyright protection in music. You have the musical composition and then you have the sound recordings, which together makes the musical work. So that is why, again, it's hard for people to decipher between what is copyright protected and what is not. And let's go ahead and review this again. Here's Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. the clip of Gotta Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. Now, what do y'all think? (laughs) So, we agree it's the same sound and feel, but what else? Same musical Uh, composition? No. Like, yeah. Actually, I was reading about this and um, the jury. It was really, really strange, actually, how this was presented to the jury to decide because they would not play the songs back to back for them because they said that 
that wasn't at issue. Like the actual recordings themselves weren't at issue. Mm-hmm. They were isolating the certain elements of the song right. and saying, well, what does this sound like to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, yeah, it was a very complicated, long, like they were, out there day. was, they had to bring end up bringing in experts. So yeah. experts, uh, musical experts, they end up deciding if it was the same, if it was copyright infringement. And I so. think a lot of modern day or contemporary musicians, people who are active in the industry right now, they were all a little surprised by how this turned out because it set you, the precedent, right? Yeah, That's why they're all so settling cases this, now. This is how things may be decided going forward. And I don't know if you guys realize how much music is based off of previous generations and inspiration from them. Yeah. And so if you start to... That's why I said I don't necessarily agree with how this turned out, even though I agree that if there was a law for sound and feel, they definitely infringe. Somebody who has deep pockets, they may want to litigate this and help create a law. Go but get another I don't, I don't Peter Thiel. I don't foresee that happening because it, it's going to be a long battle. I get remember, you a billionaire like Peter Thiel to just uh, <laughs> litigate okay. this to, Robin to bankruptcy for someone. Uh, yeah, it's, the it's, Isley Brothers and Michael Bolton, their case um, went on for nine years and they didn't even settle this point. It was just for Ron Isley to receive writing credits on some songs that was inspired by them, which Michael Bolton performed. So I don't know. It's the time and expense. But as of now, we don't see that happening. I think potentially there may be a, a court that says that it needs to go a federal court that's not the Supreme Court, um, a district court that says maybe like it needs to go up to the Supreme Court to decide this because if we start yeah. using the the precedent that was set with the Blurred Lines case, the sound and feel, then they'll be yeah. like, well, is this a correct interpretation of the Copyright Law Act? And ultimately, in my opinion, I think they would kick it right back down and say, this is not for us to decide. Well, they would say, this is a legislative thing. Like, Congress, y'all the ones who did the Copyright Act, you go ahead yeah. and decide if this is something that needs to be protected because, you know, Congress, they will react to lobbying. Well, well look <laughs> who's in Congress right now. We may never get anywhere. So that wraps up another episode of Pop Law. Remember, we are not your attorneys. <laughs> we are not your attorneys, but we do need your help yes. in deciding whether some of these cases or potential cases sound the same. They sound the same as their infringement or not. So go ahead and comment on Facebook, on Instagram. And remember, if we're talking about Ed Sheeran and No Scrubs and Katy Perry, Slaves to the Rhythm, Stevie Wonder, all of these cases. Robin Thicke, Marvin Gaye, What do you think? Do they sound the same or not? So that's all we have for you, everyone. See you next time. See you next week. (laughs) Bye.